Brainstorming and pitching ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm your host, Tom Walma. I'm John Hauser, one of your guests. Oh, this is Jeremy Shipley. I am Travis Hargan. How are you guys doing this evening? Pretty good, and this is Creativity Wasted. Yay! I'm like a struggling writer. Writing is the most soul-crushing thing I've ever done in my life. Man, I've been like fucking mailing out screenplays and like harassing directors and ships. And I spent money that I would have just spent on pot anyway, so I don't look at it as a waste. I like mailing them out. Hey now, all the actors. Uh, don't uh, diminish the buying power of marijuana now. I mean, Bitcoin, dog coin, or whatever is a fucking thing. <laughs> I wrote a fucking 440 page screenplay that I'm like super proud of. Kind of Monty Python esque medieval comedy. I can't fucking beg anybody to know to read it. I have no fucking idea what to do with my writing. You can't submit it to anybody. It's unsolicited. So they won't even, like, they have policies. Like, no, it's, you're, you're asking them if they want to fucking buy some crack. That's right. the way they react. Like, get the fuck away from me. Uh, the guy that made Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit, his, his agent sent me a letter explaining that they only take new clients by recommendations from existing clients. So, you know, just get your buddy Bruce Willis to tell his agent about you, and that's how you fucking get started in this goddamn fucking industry. <laughs> Are you not it's on good it. terms with Bruce? Like, I can give you his number. <laughs> Do you want to share, like, the actual plot, or are you keeping that close to the vest? Um, I mean, I've, I've tossed it around and even, like, passed it out to people online, so I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, you know, dragon attacks the kingdom, thousands dead, dragons are savage, wild animals. I mean, pretty much it's an exercise in futility. You know, psychotic, petulant, little fucking brat king sends this uh, group of poor bastards out to kill dragons when everybody in the world knows you fucking can't. So basically, it just sends them off on a creative death sentence. And it's just the irony of them walking through the wild, dealing with other shit. Are they like stoners yeah. or dumb or Pot something? Cannabis and drinking is, is a huge kind of thing throughout the story. It's uh, like Monty Python and the Dragon Hunters kind of thing. They're right, I don't, I don't. Dragon, no, they're not like, in like that. I mean, you know, in a sense. Like, I mean, I, I did a lot of uh, Cockney British you know, gag humor. Mm-hmm. A lot okay. of satire, a lot of absurdity, a lot of shit like that. So they're like the small guy out to win, to prove themselves, for lack of better words, almost like the underdog. Against their will. It's more like a panicked reaction to an impossible problem. It's like, dude, there's a meteor coming. It's going to destroy the Earth. We're all going to die. Hey, you scientists, figure it out. We're all counting on you. And then a bunch of scientists sitting around like, but there's nothing we can do about it. But fuck, everybody's counting on us. Yeah, and then dealing with that. There's a lot more to it than that. I am kind of keeping some of it closer to the chest. Sure. Yeah, no worries. Uh, did you say you wanted it to be something comical? or? Oh, yeah, no, it's a comedy first and foremost. Like okay. the adventure and all that is really, it's just, it's a vehicle at which to deliver the jokes, more or less, which is just satirical to uh, the stupidity and absurdity of, of humanity and just life and, and all this shit, man. So, like you said, it's satirical mostly then in, in, in the comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I like the concept. Uh, If you're doing it from a comedic standpoint, I think there's a lot of opportunity for buffoonery, which I always love. Yeah, that's that's how the whole thing was born. That was the seed from which it sprouted. You know, like, 
I love people just getting savagely murdered, you know, like, I love, I love brutal fucking comedy, you know, like, people yeah. just getting, like, shit, what's an example, man? I mean, like, you know, Monty like, Python, uh, you know, Have you ever like, seen the movie, uh, Your Highness? Have I you tried. Highness? You know what? I couldn't make it through that one, dude. I am such a fan of just general, just ridiculous buffoonery, like, growing up on, like, the airplane and Mel Brooks movies and other things. Like, uh, like I'll watch Your Highness and just be like, let's imagine being complete buffoons, but if buffoons existed in the medieval era the way we know them now. I'm like, yeah, that, that's all the expectation has to be. So that, I liked out of it. But if you're looking for anything more, then, yeah, you're going to be very disappointed in that movie. <laughs> I think a good example of it would be more of like, you know, think about the kind of thinking people were in medieval times, like and a lot of these the same stupid superstitions that, I mean, even still today, people say bless you when you sneeze. That came from the fact that like hundreds of years ago, we were so fucking stupid. Somebody would sneeze and you think the devil is trying to get into your brain. So I'm going to say bless you to give you a blessing from God to protect you from evils because we're all a bunch of fucking savages. And so it's kind of making fun of that kind of shit. I asked a cake for a wish. You know, happy I birthday, candles. You know, it's like, we fucking think that the cake's going to bless us a wish. I asked a cake for a wish. That's funny. I've never heard it put that way, but that's a good way to think about it, yeah. Or, like, the fact that, like, we, we have people on Earth today that think it's flat. Like, that's fucking bonkers. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to exist. A lot of them. Too many of them. Like, societies of them getting together, like, talking about it. So yeah. imagine living in a world of flat earthers, but then, like, you know, seeing the absurdity of it. Like, that's the lens through which you're looking at the world in this movie. So, like, they make an epic Lord of the Rings quest to, like, get, like, some amulet that's supposed to tame the dragon. But the they, whole time, Frodo and Sam are like, this is stupid. We're just going to get killed. Like, or the dragon just immediately kills them. <laughs> like, the amulet does nothing. Two of the heroes, like, three, no, three of them when they finally do leave on the quest of my story, fucking immediately die in the first day. Like, one of them gets eaten by a giant flower. Like, <laughs> while they're camping. Like, it's just shit like that. It's D&D on acid. You know, like, imagine a bunch of stoners sitting around playing D&D. Like, this is the campaign they came up with. I like it. That's funny. Yeah, I think I see where your vision is at this point. I've been thinking about putting together, like, trying to do a play or, like, a table read or something. Pick some of, like, the funnier scenes. Like, getting a bunch of comics together, doing it someplace, like, in front of an audience, man, out, like, you know, somewhere where somebody does an open mic. Maybe talking to the guys over at Planet Ant or something. Yeah, I took uh, the Planet Ant screenwriting course, and every time I felt like I made progress, it was like, okay, start over at Act 1. It pissed me off, so I, I lost the writing bug, because he kept wanting me that's, to start over. you do a lot, writing. You know, like, everything I've written, it, you write it, you think you're done until you look at it again, and, like, it's just going over it again and again and again. I've never even taken the first step of starting to write something down to be submitted, so, I mean, I applaud you just for having the motivation and the uh, wherewithal to even get to that step, so. Do they still have, like, medieval, like, zines? Or, like, amateur contests, or you'd think that that's a big genre for amateur writers. There's all kinds of weird stuff like that out there. I'm just really apprehensive about, like, sending my work to a lot of it. And a lot of it, too, like, what you end up finding a lot of is, like, oh, you're a screenwriter? Cool. Call here. Take our class. We'll teach you how to sell your script. Like, why can't I just call an agent, you know, like... Here, read my shit. Am I good or am I a moron? I mean, I'm a high school dropout, dude, so I mean, this could just be gibberish, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
what I've learned is you got to know people that already make movies. You got to like marry Kate Winslet or something, and then she'll. Oh, well, that's not that a, hard. A producer. Well, I mean, on a much smaller scale, it's kind of like the same way of getting, like, if you go to an open mic and you go to talk to the guy that books that open mic and they've never met you before, they're going to be hesitant. But if somebody they know is like, oh, no, I know this guy, he won't embarrass you, they'll put you on their show. It's a much grander scale, but it's really the same concept. As frustrating as it is, that's how the world works, man. I'm not saying it's the way it should be, but unfortunately, that's the way it is. I don't know how you get around that. I really don't. Me neither. That's where I'm, like, beating my brains in. Like, I have no idea. Well, the way to get around it is just dumb luck. It's winning the lottery. It's spending a dollar on a scratch-off and going, holy shit, I just won a million dollars. I'm trying to, like, do something on an indie level. You know, like, the biggest idea I have is, is if, if some people can read Dragon Slayers and I can get some honest feedback and, like, and, and people think it's actually funny, then I can organize some people and try to do a live cable read. If we can do a live table read of the funnier scenes in front of an audience, they're laughing. I get a good photographer to shoot it so it looks cool, throw the fuck up on YouTube, Instagram, all that weird social media stuff, and it can generate some kind of interest, then, you know, it's at least a launching point that I can continue build from you know sure like well i'll tell you what if you need like a, a gingery hobbit looking creature as one of your <laughs> protagonists i'll be happy to sit down and table read for you man oh there's all kinds of hobbits in there man they're uh, uh or, or, or dwarfs around. for yeah, a table the... read nobody would need to look any any kind of part like i'll do it anyway it that's just... my level of dedication god damn it you know what man i'm not gonna stop you and i'll fucking love you for it i appreciate it brother <laughs> we need one like from bruce willis yeah, that's all it takes. Oh, well, I mean, honestly, it's funny you mention that because, like, that's the only reason South Park is a thing is because their VHS tape got in the hands of George Clooney at a Christmas party one day. There's a million other things out there, a million other stories, man, that it was just as dumb as that. Dude, Kevin Smith, yeah. man, making clerks. Yep. I sat at a blackjack table at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas next to him for like two hours, and he told me about how they got all the money. I was a GM at Hollywood Video back in the day, and so I went under manager's convention, and he was like one of the guests of honor, and I just ended up awesome. hanging out with him playing blackjack. Yeah, he was one of the coolest dudes. Ever, but uh, yeah, he told me about how they raised the money for that, and it was an astonishing story. It was really fun. Yeah, damn it. That's the biggest roll of the dice I've ever heard. Your movie's either going to make it or you're going to spend the next 20 years paying off that debt, dude. Yeah, like, either your way. credit's fucked he, for he life. Or something that he could submit to festivals and it got the reaction. And, like, yeah, that that's how you got to do it. But the thing is, is, like, 20 years ago, I went to film school. And if film school taught me anything, is that you need a hundred sycophantic, just loving, licking your butthole friends that'll give you all of their fucking time and devotion. You need hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, cameras are fucking expensive. And, like, it, it's just, yeah. I'm a hood rat, dude. Like, indie filmmaking is not something that I have the capability of even aspiring to do. But I can write. So, like, I got that bit covered. And that's that's all it's supposed to take anyways. I mean, any movie, you got to have the idea. Otherwise, you know, you just you end up with Police Academy 5. Still not the worst place to get me, though. <laughs> Still was, a masterpiece there, in its own right, but I'm just saying. Like. <laughs> Lest we forget, there was a Police Academy 6 mission to Moscow. So, um, yeah. I wonder if there's any good Reddit groups for amateur screenwriters. I would have to imagine there is. There's one for the animation throwdown game I have on my phone. 
because part of it might be like like twitter the way to get noticed in twitter is you've got to retweet a bunch of other people's tweets and you've got to be super social and i was just too lazy to always do that maybe you gotta just find a group and be super helpful to other people and if one of them makes it, then a whole group might make it. It might be like a yeah. group thing. Like instead of trying to get the attention of the star, you try to get involved with other people in your position that are future stars and that they'll rise you up with them rather than trying to take the kind shortcut the guilt, to the top. By association method kind of. And there are groups like the Justin Roiland, Dan Harmon group. Maybe you'll be lucky to be in the right group. Well, there's no doubt, I think, like, and to Jeremy's point about wanting to do a roundtable, I think having that support of people that you're always working together with, if someone's going to be successful, that's going to be a tremendous asset for them. You know, if they have that close-knit group they can always rely on, it's always going to help develop talents. It's hard to do that stuff on your own. It really is. I yeah, assume. Dude, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm a writing teacher, 15 years as a teacher, and would love to take a peek and give you a, a god's honest opinion and i have no doubt there are funny pieces and that there is a, a brilliant idea you know question is like does it come together the way that, that you want it um like hell i write shit all the time as a writing teacher and i make errors and mistakes because you need other people's eyes no doubt about it you need other people's thoughts and i would love to just do that just as a, as a favor i mean hell i got 90 days off as a school teacher soon and i don't mind putting in a couple hours just you know, knocking it out and reading however many pages. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, do hit me up and I'll uh, I'll send it your way, dude. Uh, any shows it. you want to plug or podcasts or whatnot? You just go to johnhausercomedy.com. It's J-O-N-H-O-U-S-E-R comedy.com. Check it out for shows, podcasts, which I do have a new podcast coming out. More to follow on that. Just go to the website. Travis, you have anything? Mr. Ha Ha Hargan, M-R-H-A-H-A-H-A-R-G-A-N.com. My shows, I'll be in Grand Rapids um, this weekend at the Ambrosia Theater with James Brown, and I'll be in uh, Muskegon a couple days later. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.